This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. I seriously love BetterHelp so much. They're one of my favorite sponsors, and I will tell you why I love them so much. When I started this podcast, I was going through a really rough time. I'm talking drug relapse, drug addiction, drug abuse, relationship issues, anxiety, depression. I was going through one of the craziest moves of my life, so therapy really helped me get through a lot of that. And online therapy is, in my opinion, even better than going to a therapist's office because, let's face it, our lives have changed the last year or so, and I just feel like online therapy is the best way to go. BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist, and you can start communicating with them in less than 48 hours. They really do match you with, with a therapist so quickly. It takes, in my case, less than 24 hours. It's not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It's professional counseling done securely online. And there's a broad range of expertise available, which might not really be locally available in all areas. The service is available for clients worldwide, and it's super easy to access your account. You can log in, you can send a message to your counselor really at any time you want, and you'll get timely and thoughtful responses. Plus, you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions, whatever you prefer. I like to do phone sessions sometimes because sometimes I like to, to go on a walk when I, go on, when I do my therapy sessions. It's really up to you. Traditional therapy can come with kind of a stressful energy attached to it. So I really love how BetterHelp is really controlled by the, the patient. If you want to connect with your therapist and communicate something with them, they have a journal feature, which I absolutely love. This journal feature has the option of sharing your journal entries with your therapist, but if you want to keep them totally uh, private and anonymous towards yourself, you don't have to share them with your therapist. But I really like this feature because for many of us, starting fresh with a new therapist gives us a lot of anxiety and it can trigger us. Um, so if you feel like that, you're not alone. I felt the same exact way because let's face it, a new therapist has to ask questions and try to get on the same page as where their client is. And sometimes rehashing our, our history of trauma and all the details can become kind of exhausting and a little bit annoying. So what I do when I start with a new therapist, like I did on BetterHelp, is I use the journal feature and I wrote kind of a lengthy email explaining to the therapist where what I've been through in the last few years, where I'm at right now, what I'm looking for in therapy, and what kind of therapy I've done, what kind of therapy I'm interested in, and what I'd like um, out of a therapist. So this is super important. If starting with a brand new therapist gives you panic or anxiety or stress, 
This is the most stress-free approach you could possibly do. I love how they matched me with someone with the experience and qualifications that I asked for. I personally asked for a therapist who had some experience with eating disorders, depression, and relationship trauma. Once BetterHelp matched me with my therapist, she messaged me right away and then I scheduled my first session with her for that week. The process is easy, effortless, and stress-free. BetterHelp is more affordable than traditional offline counseling and financial aid is available. So if you're going through a hard time right now, and let's face it, so many of us are, whether it's emotional turbulence, depression, anxiety, relationship issues, LGBTQ issues, whatever it is, body image, self-esteem, BetterHelp wants you to start living a happier life today. Visit betterhelp.com vibe. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P, and join over 1 million people who have taken charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. Vibe within listeners, you get 10% off of your first month of online counseling at betterhelp.com slash vibe. That's betterhelp.com slash vibe. Betterhelp.com slash vibe. Go start online therapy. DM me on Instagram. Let me know how it's going. And I hope that you get the help, the support, and the healing that you deserve. Welcome to the Vibe Within Podcast. I'm your host, Gab Cohen. Each week, we will connect through stories and conversations about wellness, yoga, addictions, spirituality, mental health, rituals, and everything in between. The goal is to transform our traumas into strengths to create the change we desire in our lives. My mission is to help others by shining awareness on real-life topics so we can learn new ways to heal physically, emotionally, and spiritually. Whatever you are going through in this moment, you are not alone. So let's connect and heal our vibe within. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Vibe Within podcast. I'm your host, Gab Cohen. If you don't know who the fuck I am, I am a yoga teacher. I live in Miami. I teach yoga. I live and breathe health and wellness and healing, not just the physical body, but the emotional self. Um, I've been doing a lot of that this year or 2018, and it's just been a wild ride um, with my Saturn return and just lots of stuff, lots of like crazy shit and lots of amazing stuff has gone on in my career and my relationships and my living situation and um, this episode is actually about moving and the stress that moving can bring and transitions and changes and I really just dive into my vulnerability in this episode so you guys can understand like what I've been going through and um, different ways to get through you know, one of the most challenging times of life, which is moving and dealing with that kind of stress. But I try to dive more into how to not let it stress us out. And instead of looking at moving in a negative way or a stressful way, we can flip the grip and kind of look at it in like 
a rebirthing way and coming out of a cocoon and change and growth and like just new vibes like who doesn't want new vibes you know what I mean like when you live in a house or an apartment for a while it just gets like comfortable but in like a lame way and I know for sure that I'm excited to get out of this house just different scenery different energy Um, and I kind of talk about in this episode that I don't have a plan and that that's okay and I'm embracing the unknown and I'm trusting the universe and that's what I talk about a lot in this episode is just understanding that everything's going to be okay and trying not to think about this situation in a lack mindset and more so in a trusting the universe mindset. I also talk about rituals and routines and habits that I'm all about when leaving a house or an apartment, um, cleansing rituals, energy rituals, and then some rituals and stuff that I do when I go into a new home or living environment. I also talk a lot about my past relationship with my ex-boyfriend and a ritual that made me feel so fucking good when I did it and I just talk about my my relationship and I kind of share some you know shed some light on that um you know purging and letting go of material things is super important whenever you're moving I think that every move requires a downgrade and less material items and that's been really healing me um just by seeing my possessions and attachments just get smaller and smaller and smaller and I'm basically just getting a storage unit and diving into the unknown I don't know where I'm moving I'm looking for a place but at this point I can't stress about it I will figure it out and if this was me like five years ago and in this situation I would be like so crazy stressed out and I'm just not letting myself get stressed out this time around Um, I have other things to worry about and I know that everything's going to work out, so that's what this episode's about, and I hope that you guys enjoy it. If you don't follow me on Instagram, my IG is gypsyloveflow. Uh, feel free to tag me, screenshot, you've listened, and send me you know, your thoughts. You can also email me questions or topics, and please subscribe, rate, and review, because every sub- subscriber and rating and review makes my new podcast thrive, so... I really hope that you guys enjoy it. Whatever you're going through right now in your life, just know that you're not alone. That's why this podcast exists. I literally created this because I am feeling very alone at this time in my life. And you know what? It's okay. So I think that that's all that I got right now. We'll just get right into it. Enjoy, guys. See ya. They say that some of the most stressful times of someone's life could be losing a loved one, going through a divorce, moving, you know, going through a breakup. All these things are pretty stressful in somebody's life. And right now I am in the process of packing up my house, moving. And I've been in this house for two and a half years, almost almost three years. And as I'm recording this, I'm sitting on my floor My room is pretty much empty. There's not a lot of stuff around. Um, And I feel very at ease. I haven't been letting this move 
stress me out to the point of anxiety or panic attacks or any of that because there's really no point. And although I do have a little bit of anxiety about finding a place to rent, um, I've kind of surrendered to whatever's going to happen because I know that the universe has supported me this far and every decision that I've made and every transition that I've worked through in my life has worked out. So for me not to trust the universe right now is is kind of whack. And, you know, moving is an instance of life that brings up a lot of emotions because there's there's memories in this house there's there's flashbacks that I've been having um I lived with my ex-boyfriend in this house for a year and there was a lot of arguments a lot of toxic energy um I've had several roommates coming in and out of the house because I mean we've been living here I've been living here for three years so that's a lot of roommates um you know, roommates and ex-boyfriends and these are, this is going to happen. It's, you know, we're not meant to have one same living scenario for huge time periods because, I mean, we're young. Um, This is actually the longest I've ever lived in a house, almost three years. That's crazy. And I feel like I... When I moved into this house, I had a really amazing feeling about it, and I was craving a home. I was craving to heal my root chakra. I was craving to just finally feel settled into Miami and not worry about moving and have a home base and feel very comfortable. And, you know, that's that's what I got. I did. I I, I do feel comfortable in this house, but after three years of you know, arguments with my ex, arguments with ex-roommates, miscommunications, weird drama, like, life isn't perfect, and when you live with people, whether they're they're your friends, or they're your partner, or just a roommate who you don't have anything in common with, it's, it's different, I mean, it's different than living alone, and I've lived alone once in my life when my school loans were paying for my independent housing, but that's a whole other story. I probably will never be able to live alone like I did then, um, nor do I really want to. I enjoy living with people, but at this point in my life, now that I'm in my late 20s, I want to live with someone who I'm on the same vibe with. And my roommate who just moved this morning, Brittany, she just moved to New York. She was probably the only roommate that I've ever had in my entire life who like really got me and we only had been living with each other since mid-August, late August and we created this really, really smooth and effortless bond that kind of caught me off guard because I was in this this thinking frame, this, this mental state that I wasn't going to find a roommate that would vibe with me and that it was always going to be like this. It was always going to be weird and I would always feel uncomfortable living with people and um, I guess God or higher power or source uh, showed me that I was wrong and you know 
now I know that it's possible to manifest a good roommate and somebody who really understands and not only just a, not only just a roommate but a friend when she moved in I was craving friendship I needed connection I needed I just needed a real friend I had gone through enough with my old roommate I broke my arm crushed my wrist was in and out of the hospital on pain pills I felt so alone and Brittany came into my life just magically honestly it's like it's like I had I'd given up and I I figured you know what I'm just gonna have to go with whoever moves in like this is it I, I can't be picky I can't I can't deal with this shit anymore I just need somebody to move in and that's it and I think I wrote down in my journal like I just need to find an amazing roommate somebody who's cool somebody who's down to earth somebody who understands me and she came into my life like the next day I'm not even kidding so I'm just really grateful for that and as I'm sitting in my room you know I'm just grateful that that I had this home for three years and that I grew in this home and I I went through a lot of emotional battles in this home and I got stronger and I created a business in this home I created so much creative flow in this home Um, I created my podcast here I have recorded episodes every night in this house Um, I found my cat in my backyard Um, so many amazing things has dropped into my life being in this home and at the same time a lot of toxic energy has been here as well and it's it's really emotional to start thinking and sifting through the good the bad the things that I'm grateful for and the things that I'm very excited to leave behind and I think that more this is the one move in my life that feels so right and nothing is set in stone right now I don't even know where I'm moving to be honest a lot of you guys have asked me um, where I'm moving and I know that I was I was planning on moving to San Diego or LA but I can't really do that at this time because I promised myself that I would save a certain amount of money before I moved cross-country again so I've been through that move I've I've moved cross-country two times so I know exactly what I need in order to make that a smooth and effortless transition and I'm just not ready yet and it's there's no point in rushing Um, I teach at two amazing studios in Miami I have a huge yoga tribe and community here in Miami that seriously like makes me so happy like every time I go and teach at Equinox I feel naturally high and buzzed for like the entire week after that and then each week I just go in there and it's like we we're all refilling our cups of of bliss and gratitude and happiness and um, I'm just not ready to leave I like I like my rituals here I like what I've created for myself here and there's there's somewhat of a a comfort in this solitude that I that I have here but with that solitude comes teaching more than I ever have in my life and um, I am just it's crazy when I look back at when I moved into this house the mindset that I was in I was just so naive and 
I had no idea what I was getting myself into. So I moved in here um, thinking that it was going to be easy to upkeep a house by myself and have roommates and basically be the landlord slash subleaser. And if I have one piece of advice for anybody who is thinking about getting a house or renting a house and having people rent a room or two in the house, I say don't do it um, because it's a lot of stress and there's really no right way to do it. If you're a landlord, then you shouldn't live in the house. And I feel like I've kind of been a low-key landlord here because I was forced into this situation when my first roommate moved out um, I was kind of left like, okay, what do I do? I'm the one that's on the lease. I can't break the lease because then I'm losing all of my money and that just isn't fair and I didn't have anywhere to go and I was definitely not making a lot of money. I was I was really in the beginning of my money-saving mode, bartending and teaching yoga and all this shit. So I was like, okay, the only option is for me to be on the lease and I sublet the other two rooms. It's, that's the only choice. So I decided to do that. And, you know, there's been good and bad roommates that have come in, but I've learned my lesson. And I, I think that you have to really be knowledgeable in this type of thing, especially when it comes to landlord and tenant and subleasing and roommates. And people are vicious. Even if somebody's nice to you, even if somebody says they're going to do something, you can't trust anybody anymore. And I, I know it's it's terrible to say that, but when it comes to money and it comes to your living situation, you want to be sure that you know what is going on in the house and that you know what's expected of, of your tenants and you know that your roommates aren't going to fuck you over at some point. So I think that I've, I've just learned a lot in the past two and a half years, and I'm just really excited to finally get out of the ha- this house and let go of all the baggage that came with it. Um, I felt like I was kind of like a cleaning maid for two and a half years, cleaning and organizing and, you know, it's not fun cleaning up after people. And I, I know I'm not the, the cleanest person ever, but... I felt like that and it's time to move forward and I I just don't know it's just crazy thinking how much has happened in the past two and a half years man um, so I got a question today on my Instagram and um, they said do you have any rituals for leaving an old space slash entering into a new space so yeah, and I've been really, really focusing on these types of rituals and cleaning rituals. Um, so not only am I purging things, like I'm, I'm minim- minimalizing all the things I have, I'm throwing away old supplements and boxes and donated clothes to people. Um, I threw away things that I don't need anymore, which feels amazing, but I am... I'm getting rid of things like photos and I'm saging every day. I'm burning incense every day. I'm listening to positive things every day, positive music, positive podcasts that are nourishing my soul for this last, you know, few days that I'm in the house. 
and it's really been helping me get through and I also have my my rituals of you know making my elixirs um writing and journaling I've been doing every day in the morning and at night and I'm serious when it comes to my journaling right now because I've been seeing things that I've been manifesting in my mind come to life and then when I write them down they come to life even more so I've been making sure that I'm writing down you know what I'm looking for in my next house or my next apartment because I'm looking for a room to rent and I have just been focusing on writing lists of qualities that I'm looking for you know the location of of the apartment how much I want to spend um roommate qualities and even though I am pretty worried and stressed out that maybe I won't find a place I have to kind of put that that thought aside because that's just not feeding a positive way of thinking um I can't allow myself to have any any lack of motivation or any unworthiness vibes like that's just there's no time for that right now so I am very grateful that I have a student of mine who's um, has an extra little tiny room in their house, in the front of their house. They're gonna let me stay in there for two weeks, um, maybe two to three weeks, depending on if I find something to move into. So I'm getting a storage unit, I'm moving all my shit in storage, and it's really amazing to just minimalize my life and throw away furniture, throw away old journals that I just don't need anymore. I mean, I know some people like to keep their journals and go through them, but I feel like it's an energy that I don't want in my life anymore. Um, And as I'm looking in my living room right now, all of my stuff, you know, is in the center of the room and it's like not that much stuff. And I, I feel better, like less is more. And when I find a new room to rent or a new apartment, of course I can go out and buy some things, but I've been realizing more lately that the less I have, the happier I am. The less clothes, the less possessions, the less junk. I mean, the most, the most material things and possessions that I have is probably like supplements, CBD, tinctures, wellness stuff, you know, health foods, and, like, those are the things that make me happy. Clothes and shoes and jewelry and, you know, all that extra shit, that's that's not making me happy. What makes me happy is having a healthy living environment and having a healthy mind and having my rituals and movement and breathing and going outside and walking and using the sauna and listening to podcasts and music these are the things that are actually nourishing our soul and the material things those are just fluffers you know I mean yeah of course I love my face masks and I love my my facial oils and you know all these girly things and my my face masks and all that but like at the end of the day you can have all that you can have money cars a lavish apartment and the most expensive building in Miami or LA or New York but you can still feel empty and it's just funny because my house is becoming more and more empty and I feel more and more full and the less things I have the more full I feel 
and the more free I feel and the more clarity I have in my mind because I can breathe and I can look around and and think, wow, I don't need a lot to be happy. I have my cat, I have my body, I have my family, I have my jobs, I have my yoga, I have my rituals, I have my, my life. And it's the little things in life that give us so much pleasure that is going to come with us in the afterlife or whatever you believe in, reincarnation. And I was listening to one of Super Soul Sunday podcasts, um, Oprah Winfrey's podcast, and I forget who she was talking to, but he was a poet. And he said, when you're on your deathbed, you're not going to be thinking about your money, your bank account, all of your possessions, because all your shit's going to be somewhere else in a warehouse or in your house, and you're going to be on your deathbed. And the only thing that's going to make you feel heard and feel comfortable leaving this earth is love and compassion. And he also said that when, when you think about things when you're, when you're in your afterlife or when you are a guide, let's just say a, a spirit or a guide, he was channeling um, his guides and I think he asked them, what do you miss? when you were on earth like in a body and the guides responded that they missed the smell of flowers and they missed the the sound of the ocean and the sand on their feet and the touch on their skin they didn't miss you know money or possessions or ego or attachments they missed senses they missed feeling and hearing and tasting and all of those things that are so like taken for granted and i think moving is such a vulnerable time of our lives that we need to embrace it so much and be excited instead of scared because there's only good that can that can come out of change and transition if you think about it, if, you know, of course, if you're comfortable and and you're in your little comfort zone and in your bubble, you know, you might keep postponing it and procrastinating. And even though in the back of your mind, you might think like, oh yeah, I really want to move. I think it would be really good for me. I think that I need new friends or I think I need a new job or I think I need to move to a new city. If you keep putting that on the back burner, then the possibilities that that transition can bring might start to drift away and if we don't listen to our intuition and our gut then why why are we here you know like we're not just a body and and our job title we have a soul and that soul tries to speak to us through our emotions and through our gut feelings and our mind i think that when i move out of this house um I am going to pray because I truly think that this house is cursed. Um, I haven't really talked about this to many people, maybe like one or two people, but my ex-boyfriend definitely agreed that this house was cursed, and I think it has to do with energy. Um, I know that my landlord's sister died in this house, and I don't 
it's not it's not that it's I don't think it's her energy I don't think that there's ghosts or anything like that haunting the place that's that's not what I mean I I think that there's just energy in this house that's seeped into the house from the neighborhood this isn't the best neighborhood and it's it's loud there's homeless people around there's toxic energy there's there's drug addicts there's there's just too much um, toxicity that's surrounding this house and the amount of shit that I've had to endure here it's just it's just insanity on honestly when I think back I feel like I haven't slept normal in two and a half years because of um, construction that was going on next to our house for the first six or seven months that we were here um, then trucks and loading docks are right next to my house uh, right next to my room there's homeless people that surround my house scream yell drink you know um, you can hear bottles crashing and people screaming and fighting in the streets you can hear people um, driving their cars and drag racing and their motorcycles and revving up engines and beeping and it's it's been a test for two and a half years. It's tested my patience. And I am a full-blown empath. And noises create a lot of anxiety within me. Any, any loud noise creates a lot of anxiety for me. When somebody comes home and starts banging things around and stomping around and slamming doors and throwing things, that creates a lot of anxiety within me. Um, I think it was how I was raised. I think that I associate loud noises with fighting because when I was growing up, I my parents fought a lot in the house that we lived in and I loved my house so much that I grew up in and I think when I found out that my parents were getting divorced, that was a blow to the heart because I remember how devastated I was the day that I found out that we were going to have to move out of the house. I remember I... I came home, I was like, I think 11, and my parents didn't tell me that that we were going to have to move out of the house. They waited for me to come home and see the for sale sign on the lawn. And for 11, for an 11-year-old girl who, <laughs> who doesn't even know what's going on, it devastated me, it terrified me, and it made me angry. And I feel like that's the first time in my life that I was angry. And now I'm just thinking back, like, wow, yeah, like, that just hit me. Um, that was the first time that I felt enraged with fear and anger, and I was lied to, and I, I didn't trust my parents and I, I ripped the for sale sign out of, out of the lawn. I threw it. I remember I threw it. I screamed and yelled. And I said, we're not moving out of this house. And I, I'm 11. We're not moving out of this house. Why would you lie to me? Why wouldn't you tell me? And at that point, I don't even think I knew why we were moving. And my parents sat me down and said, you know, things aren't working out. We're just going to have to move. And they and then they told me that they were getting a divorce. And it just all happened so quick. And I, I know that everybody's been through this at this point. I mean, I feel like 90% of people who are my age 
have divorced parents. But I'm backtracking and I'm explaining this because this situation and, and that scenario of feeling lied to and and a trust was broken with my parents, that is what triggered this desire for a home and to feel comfortable and to heal my root chakra because after we sold that house I never felt like I had a real home my dad's apartment was tiny me and my sister basically shared a bed in a tiny room Um, my mom had to move into my stepdad's house I just never felt like I had a home I never felt comfortable I never felt safe I always felt um just never homey you know and I for the first time in my life feel like this house is my home and as much as I as much as you know all the toxic things that that occur around the house um it still is my home um to also go back to how this house I think is cursed um not only the roommate situation I've had three different roommates try to manipulate the situation when they moved because they broke the sublease and I've had three of them create drama in my life and try to create drama in my landlord's life so three different instances that just created so much drama and and to to add on to why I think this house has toxic energy or quote-unquote cursed energy one day I was in my room and um, there's a fence that's next to my room or next to the house and it's like a tall like brick kind of looking fence but it's not brick it's it's kind of like acrylic or plastic I want to say it's definitely not brick it's definitely not cement either it's it's just a cheap kind of um, material and I heard a loud crash and I didn't know what the fuck it was and I saw the cat running from room to room like freaking out and I thought is somebody breaking into my house because I didn't know what what was happening and I never seen the cat that scared before so I go outside and there's a car that crashed into the fence and the fence fell onto the house and there was a car literally halfway into my into my yard and it it was like a 15 or 16 year old who instead of hitting the brakes they hit the gas at full speed and just plowed through the fence so that was funny because that shit just doesn't happen like it's just wild and like just every every series of events that I kind of am like going through in my head it just all makes sense I think that I've I've paid my dues. I've been here for as long as I can, and I am very grateful that my lease is up and it's time for a fresh beginning, a new beginning, and I don't even care where where I'm moving. I mean, I I hope that it's somewhere close to my work, but I'm just grateful to get out of here. It's like my gratitude has totally shifted and when I moved into this house, I was like, oh my God, I'm so, I'm so grateful that we found this house and it just seemed perfect. And like each month and each season, 
a new layer was lifted and a new curtain was was opened up and I saw the reality that I was in the reality of not feeling safe sometimes feeling like my house was going to get broken into by you know gang members in this neighborhood um and I wouldn't change anything for the world because like I said I learned a lot living in this house I I was productive I also spent a lot of my time resting when I was going through my surgery and my arm break and that was a very humbling experience and I spent a lot of time outside and writing and doing art and yeah like I think that we we get so wrapped up in in the stigma of oh my god it's so stressful moving but I'm I'm looking at this as a rebirth I'm looking at this as an opportunity and I'm excited this morning when I woke up I was the only one in the house Brittany had left early in the morning um my other roommate is basically moved out because she's like living with her boyfriend I think so it was just me and Nar, my cat, and I felt peace. I felt a sense of relief, and I felt like lighter and ready. And each day for the past month, I've been packing a little bit each day, not trying to stress, not waiting till the last minute. So I, I haven't been procrastinating, and it feels really good for you know, this, this one time in my life to not procrastinate. <laughs> um, also, a lot of memories have been coming through, a lot of downloads, and um, like I said, me and my ex-boyfriend lived in this house. He lived here for about a year, and the arguments were just so, so horrible. Um, I will say that we tried to be friends and civil actually recently the past few months and like we would just we would see each other maybe like once every month I don't know um and he was telling me that he was gonna move to San Francisco um with no plan and basically no money and no job and I was like okay you're an idiot but whatever I mean do you I, I don't really care anymore go for it um I gave him one of my hiking backpacks, like pretty much brand new. I think I've only used it once when I when I went to Thailand the first time. So I gave him that and the night that he came over, he was here just hanging out with the cat and I took a shower and um, that was it. And then he left that night and gave, I gave him the backpack and whatever. And then he came over the other night because we were going to actually record a podcast episode about the cat because he's the one who found the cat in the backyard and I just wanted to kind of have like one last conversation with him and like record it and it didn't work out because I couldn't figure out how to to hook up the two mics and and now I do know how to do it but it was just really stressful that night and so we kind of got in a fight and he left on bad terms but I was just like whatever like I'm done I, I can't I can't do this anymore And I come to find out, um, I think it was last night or the night before, 
I was looking at his Instagram stories and he was wearing a scarf of mine that my friend actually bought me in Turkey when he was there visiting. And so he was wearing that scarf and I, I knew that he stole it from me. He stole it from me the night that he was here. And I don't know what else he stole, but I'm, I'm sure he has stolen other things from me. I don't even know. But that really just sealed the deal. And I was like, wow, you know, I, I gave him stuff. I, I wanted to record a podcast episode and he stole from me. And that's just grimy. I mean, I, I know that nobody's perfect. I've stolen before. I've lied before. I'm not saying I'm a saint, but that really just hit, hit home for me. And I was like, wow, like I'm done. No, I'm done. Thank you, God, for for showing me that he is still that kind of person. And I'm not trying to shit on him right now on my podcast. I'm just I'm just explaining where I'm at right now in my life and how how I'm grateful that I had this realization that he hasn't changed and that he doesn't wish the best for me and that he doesn't give a fuck about me. And even though I'm halfway worried about him because he's in San Francisco jobless I I have to learn how to not care I have to learn how to disassociate and disconnect from people who don't give a shit about me and with being an empath that's what we have to learn and it's it's the cold hard truth we're gonna care we're gonna be sensitive um I was told time and time again that I'm too emotional, that I'm too sensitive, I'm quote-unquote intense, I, I'm dramatic, I'm negative, and all these name callings and all these labels that he gave me were because I'm going through it and I show my emotion and I, I don't just stuff my emotions down the drain and I, I am sensitive and that's that's how I am like that's how I've been since I was a child I've always been like this I've always felt some kind of energy around me I've always been an empath I've always been emotional I remember like in middle school going to the bathroom and crying I remember feeling sorry for homeless people on the street and and crying in the car with my parents and and trying to hide my tears and just being very, very emotional, like like borderline manic and depressed before I even knew what, what that was, before I even knew what depression meant. Like I didn't even have that in my vocabulary. So like I think every relationship that I've been in, I've always been the one with the crazy emotions and the highs and lows and the intensity and instead of me putting myself in a box and feeling like I need to change those things about me, I have embraced them and I have become very comfortable alone. And until I meet a guy or a girl who can embrace that with me, I'm totally fine being single because it's there's no use in stuffing my characteristics and my personality traits down the drain just to make somebody else comfortable. I can't do that anymore. I can't do it anymore. And so, yeah, that happened. And I basically was just very, very angry that that he stole from me. And it's not even about the scarf. I don't give a shit about the scarf. Like I said, I don't need 
material possessions and I barely ever wore that thing anyways it's just the fact that he stole from me and thought that he could keep it from me and then when I messaged him about it he blocked me and I said you know what thank you God thank you God for getting him out of my life for good and so my roommate Brittany left her bed for me and I, before this recording, right before I started recording this episode, I listened to sad music. I allowed myself to feel my emotions. I felt it. I cried. I held my cat. I let tears roll down my face and I didn't fucking care because I'm so tired of people saying, oh, you're emotional. Like, like relax, relax. What the fuck does that even mean? Just because I'm emotional doesn't mean that I'm not relaxed. Just because I'm emotional doesn't mean that I'm high strung. It means that I'm in tune with my with my soul. And emotions are the language of the soul. So if I'm allowing myself to feel emotions, I am speaking my soul's language and I am connected to my soul more than ever. And it's true. I feel I feel the most connected to my soul more than I have ever been in my entire life. And I just am so grateful that I just give no fucks anymore. I don't give a fuck if I'm going to make you feel uncomfortable. I don't give a fuck if if my intensity or my resting bitch face or my liberal, truthful, honest words are going to make you feel triggered. We have to be true to ourselves because if we're not, then why are we living? Who are we living for? Not someone else. We're living for ourselves and of course we're living, you know, connected to our families and our friends and our loved ones and our fur pets. But like, we have to live our lives and do what makes us happy. And if, if somebody in our life whether that's a partner or a family member or a distant friend, is going to make you feel like shit for being honest and being truthful and speaking your emotions and wanting to have real conversations, then it's time to let them go. Or it's just time to distance yourself and really turn your energy inwards and focus on bettering yourself because I'm starting to feel reborn and I haven't even moved out of the house yet and it's it's all mental it's all it's all a frame of mind and it's a choice and so before I recorded this I took my bed because the bed that I had been sleeping on for the past two and a half years I shared with my ex and I I'm cutting that cord I'm cutting that cord and I'm I'm disconnecting from the memories from the trauma so I took the mattress threw it in the living room uh placed it against the wall I'm done I'm done with that mattress I'm never using it again and I took my roommate's mattress brought it into my room set up set it up you know put my blankets and my sheets and my pillows on there and I feel like a new human I feel like I just erased two and a half years of my life just by getting a new bed 
And I'm so grateful that that Brittany left that bed for me because it's comfortable, it's lower to the ground, it's lighter, it's it's just perfect. And I feel like there's good energy in it. Um, I'm just so ready. I'm so ready to to flip this new page and and honestly, to start this new book, this this entire new book of my life. Page one, new book. That's it. Like. I'm done with the old book. I'm done with the old me. And I think that if you're moving and you've had maybe a toxic experience or, you know, maybe you've suffered with bad dreams or bad energy in your house, I recommend getting a new bed. 100%. I think that's a game changer. You don't have to go and get an expensive bed. Just get a box spring and get a nice mattress and put it on the ground I don't even have a bed frame but I feel like my room is so much more fancy now just because I have a new bed and I got rid of some crappy furniture she gave me her rug she gave me her meditation pillow and her side table and I am good to go I feel I feel like I just have a new vibe in here and it's it's amazing and it's the simplest things that can make us feel renewed and refreshed And I think that if you're moving or you're planning on moving, I think getting a brand new journal and not using a journal that you used in your previous house, um, when you move into a new place, I think that you should start fresh. Get a new journal, get a new altar, get some new crystals, get a brand new sage, get get a a new dream catcher, like whatever whatever types of spiritual items that give you freedom and give you like good vibes, just go get some fresh stuff. And if you can't afford it, at least sage all of your things. I'm going to buy a sage tomorrow and I'm going to sage the entire house before I leave just so that that's me telling the house thank you. And even though I think that there is spirits in here and maybe this house is kind of cursed, um, I'm going to leave it with gratitude and I'm not I'm not going to be like, oh, fuck you, house. Like, I'm so fucking happy I'm out of here. Like, you know, as much as I want to do that, um, I owe a lot to this house as well because it's given me shelter. And as much drama has come out of this house, I I don't want to leave more negative energy in here. And. I think that actually my landlord is going to be selling the house, she told me, because she doesn't want to deal with tenants, and I told her, I actually told her, because me, me and her have, have known each other for a while, she's like a grandmother figure to me, um, I told her, I think that the house is cursed, <laughs> um, and she heard me, and I think that she knew that, I think that she knows that it's cursed, I think she knows that there's something some kind of negative energy in here because of all of the instances that have happened. I mean, I'm not the only one who knows about these these scenarios and these situations. I keep her in the loop about everything that goes on, and I'm, I'm sure that she's sick of it as well. So I really do believe in Sage Palo Santo. I'm probably going to get a shit ton of white candles. I am going to pray and take hot showers and use oils and and just give thanks and when I leave this house the the last moment that I'm here and I step outside I'm gonna feel 
a weight lifted off of my shoulders and I'm ready for that. I'm ready for that. And I am I am scared because I still need to really find a, a place to rent. So if anybody's listening to this and you live in Miami, um, I am looking for a private room and hopefully a private bathroom to rent um, in mid or late February. And I'm looking for location to be in Brickell or close to downtown. I'm okay with Little Havana. I'm okay with Wynwood, but nothing past Wynwood. Um, no, no, no. Never again. No Alapata. None. No Doral. No, none of that shit. I just can't. I, I need to be close to either Bayfront or downtown or whatever. So if you're listening and you know somebody that's renting out a room or subletting or needs a roommate, hit me up on my Instagram or my email and yeah, whatever. So that's all I got. I feel like I just really needed to share that and express what was going on in my life. And I am just so happy that I got rid of that bed that I am downsizing my things and my material possessions and my clothes and I don't need this shit anymore guys the less is more less is more and I'm saying that in like every sense of life uh less material things less over exercising less sugar less caffeine less processed foods less um alcohol less drugs i'm not saying go i'm not saying go sober and never eat processed food again and never have sugar again i'm just saying less is more and if we want to connect to our true high happy content potential we need to shed layers and we need to break away from attachments that we think we're so addicted to and things that we that we need We don't realize how free we can feel when we start getting rid of things and simplifying and having gratitude that we have our health, our body, our loved ones, our animals, our our kids, um, our friends. It's just like simplifying is what we need to do. And if you're going through a rough time right now and you're in the process of moving or you're manifesting a move, you can do it. You can definitely do it. And if you're moving to a new city or a new state, um, that's even more of a rebirth. And it's like, it's honestly like when you're diving into the unknown, I have always felt a sense of relief. Because when you're going into a city where you know absolutely no one, you don't have any pressure to do anything. You're, You're literally just like going with the flow and you don't know of the cliques and you don't know of the groups of people and you don't know of the cool places yet this is all things that you can discover and you can find your niche and your safe spaces and your cafes that you love to work at and it's like reclaiming your power and reclaiming your lifeline and just finding your own path a new illuminated path and that in itself is just beautiful so embrace it listen to your voice, listen to your soul. If you're ready to move and break free, then start making a plan and you can do it. You're going to fit in again. You're going to fit in. You're going to find your niche. You're going to find friends. 
I promise. Um, I know moving is stressful, but just stay positive and connect with people, conversations, emails, phone calls, texts, listen to music, listen to things that nourish your soul, and you can get through it. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to that episode of the Vibe Within podcast. Um, I really enjoy sharing with you my vulnerability, and I know that you guys probably resonate with it, especially because everyone has to go through a move one, one time or another, and especially moving to another state or on your own, like, this is why I'm doing this, just so we can, you know, connect with each other and not feel so alone and all that. Um, During these episodes, if you ever hear airplanes in the recording, um, basically I live in the ghetto and this is another reason why I'm super excited to move, but uh, the planes fly right over my house and it sounds like a fucking war zone. So every like five minutes, there's a plane that comes over my house and it shakes my entire house and it's loud and there's no way around it. So if you ever hear planes, you know, going through that's that's all that is it's not it's not a war zone but it sounds like it um if you liked this episode please share it with a friend or a family member and subscribe to the podcast why does subscribing mean a lot to me because the more subscribers that i have the more the podcast will rise to the surface in the podcast community and the servers and Um, The server that I use definitely shows stats to the server host. Um, Podcasts don't have uh, technically like, you know, followers, quote unquote, but the more subscribers there are, the more recognition new podcasts um, generate and bring in. So every subscriber means everything to me. You guys are helping my podcast thrive by subscribing, rating, and reviewing, and um, the best way to review is on iTunes. Uh, that's, that's kind of the main base of the podcast. Of course, I would love to see you guys review in iTunes or any podcast app for that matter. You can listen to this on Spotify as well as iTunes and every other podcast app. Um, so yeah, subscribe, rate, review. I love you guys so, so much. Thank you for holding space and time and listening and connecting and just being part of this community until next time see ya say goodbye to your credit card rewards greedy corporate mega stores led by walmart and target are pushing for a law in congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets the durbin marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it if you love your credit card rewards tell your lawmakers hands off my rewards tell them to oppose the durbin marshall credit card bill